1: Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm drawing near to the end of my third week of teaching on the war is over. I tell you, this is powerful. These are some of the most important things that God has ever shown me. And specifically this week, I've been teaching from Hebrews chapter 8, 9, and 10. We're now into Hebrews chapter 10, verse 2. And I've already said some things. I'm just going to summarize this, and I know that this is going to blow the minds OF A LOT OF PEOPLE, THEY'RE SAYING, WHAT ARE YOU SAYING? PLEASE GET THESE MATERIALS, BECAUSE I HAVE BEEN... I'VE READ PROBABLY 50 VERSES IN THE LAST TWO DAYS SAYING THE SAME THING, THAT JESUS FORGAVE US OF ALL SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN FUTURE SIN. SIN THAT YOU HAVEN'T EVEN COMMITTED YET IS ALREADY FORGIVEN ONCE YOU MAKE JESUS YOUR LORD. He didn't just forgive you of sin up until the time you got born again. And then every time you sin, you get, you've lost it either completely and you've got to be born again again or you've lost some of your benefits. God won't answer your prayer, use you, etc. That's not true. When you got forgiven of sin, you said Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 that he entered in once into the holy place and obtained eternal. ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR US. VERSE 15, ETERNAL INHERITANCE. FOUR OR FIVE TIMES IN THE NINTH CHAPTER, HE JUST ENTERED IN ONCE. HE OFFERED ONE SACRIFICE FOR SINS FOREVER. AND IN CHAPTER 10, THIS IS WHAT I ENDED WITH YESTERDAY, IN VERSE 1, IT SAYS, FOR THE LAW HAVING A SHADOW OF GOOD THINGS TO COME AND NOT THE VERY IMAGE OF THE THINGS CAN NEVER WITH THOSE SACRIFICES WHICH THEY OFFERED YEAR BY YEAR CONTINUALLY MAKE THE COMERS THEREINTO PERFECT, FOR THEN, WOULD THEY NOT HAVE CEASED TO BE OFFERED? THAT'S A QUESTION. AND YES, if, IF THERE WAS A SACRIFICE THAT COULD HAVE REALLY WORKED, IT WASN'T JUST SYMBOLIC, BUT IT WAS A REAL DEAL, THEN IT WOULD HAVE FORGIVEN SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE. IT WOULD, YOU WOULD HAVE QUIT OFFERING SINS. IT GOES ON TO SAY, BECAUSE THE WORSHIPERS ONCE PURGED, ONCE PURGED, ONCE AGAIN, THE OLD TESTAMENT, IT WAS JUST FOR A SHORT TIME, AND THERE WERE MANY PURGINGS AND MANY WASHINGS AND SACRIFICES OVER AND OVER, BUT IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, ONCE PURGED, YOU SHOULD HAVE HAD NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. WE SHOULD NOT BE SIN-CONSCIOUS. NOW, THERE'S A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE WORD CONSCIENCE AND CONSCIOUS. CONSCIOUS MEANS THAT YOU'RE AWARE OF. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? YOU STILL NEED TO BE AWARE OF WHEN YOU SIN AND DO SOMETHING WRONG SO THAT YOU WON'T DO IT AGAIN AND THAT IF YOU DID SOMETHING, YOU'LL STOP IT. YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO BE OBLIVIOUS TO SIN, BUT YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO HAVE A SIN CONSCIENCE, A a CONSCIENCE THAT IS CONDEMNING YOU AND MAKING YOU FEEL UNWORTHY AND DEFILED BEFORE GOD. AND SAD TO SAY, I BET YOU THAT THERE'S NOT ONE OUT OF A THOUSAND CHRISTIANS that has a clear conscience that doesn't condemn them. Matter of fact, uh, man, I taught on this a few months back, but over in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, it talks about Enoch. And one of the reasons that Enoch was just translated and he never died, it says because he said, he had this testimony that, I please God. He had a conscience that was free from guilt AND SHAME. NOW HE WAS NOT SINLESS. THE BIBLE SAYS ALL HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, ROMANS 3.23. SO ENOCH HAD SINNED THE SAME AS ANYBODY HAD SINNED, AND YET HE HAD CLEANSED HIS CONSCIENCE. AND HE WAS AN OLD TESTAMENT MAN THAT WAS LIVING UNDER THE TYPES AND SHADOWS. HE DIDN'T HAVE THE REALITY OF JESUS, AND YET HE REACHED A PLACE OF NO MORE SIN CONSCIENCE MORE THAN MOST NEW TESTAMENT BELIEVERS DO. THAT'S QUITE AN INDICTMENT AGAINST US. IT SAYS HERE THAT IF THE SACRIFICE COULD HAVE WORKED, THEN THEY WOULD QUIT OFFERING SACRIFICES. EVERY TIME YOU GO TO THE LORD, NO, oh GOD, I'VE SINNED, AND I KNOW THAT NOW, HOW COULD YOU USE ME? GOD, I'VE LOST MY SALVATION. I'M BACKSLID. I GOT TO BE BORN AGAIN, AGAIN. ANY TIME YOU DO THAT, YOU ARE SAYING THAT THE ATONEMENT OF JESUS CHRIST DID NOT WORK ONCE FOR ALL TIME. IT ONLY WORKED TEMPORARY. YOU ARE DIMINISHING AND DECREASING THE EFFECTIVENESS OF JESUS' SACRIFICE. JESUS' SACRIFICE WAS SO POWERFUL IT DEALT WITH ALL OF YOUR sin, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN SINS THAT YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED YET. GOD HAS PLACED THEM ALL UPON JESUS. THEY ARE ALL FORGIVEN. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO LIVE WITH A SIN CONSCIENCE THAT IS DEFILED AND IS CONDEMNING YOU AND MAKING YOU FEEL UNWORTHY. THAT'S NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE NEWS. AGAIN, I WISHED I JUST HAD THE ABILITY TO, YOU KNOW, HAVE YOU FOR TWO, THREE, FOUR HOURS OR TWO OR THREE DAYS TO WHERE I COULD JUST MAKE THESE POINTS AND CONNECT ALL OF THE DOTS, THESE LITTLE 30-MINUTE PROGRAMS. IT'S HARD TO SAY THESE THINGS CONCISE ENOUGH TO ANSWER ALL THE QUESTIONS THAT I KNOW THAT ARE ARISING. BUT LET ME JUST CONTINUE TO READ. MATTER OF FACT, I'M GOING TO JUMP DOWN TO VERSE 10. HEBREWS CHAPTER 10, VERSE 10. IT SAYS, BY THE WHICH WILL We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. If you were with me on yesterday's program, I talked about that a testament is a will, and it says over here in the ninth chapter that a will only goes into effect after the person dies. And this is talking about that Jesus put a will or a testament, a New Testament, what we call the New Testament, into effect when he died. He purchased it by his blood, and then he did something that's unique You know, there's nearly everybody who dies has a will or many people who die have a will. And when they die, that will goes into effect. But Jesus did something unique. He not only died and put his will into effect, but then he rose from the dead so that he could enforce and probate his own will and make sure that his wishes and desires are carried out. Man, this is awesome. So it says again in verse 10, by the which will... We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. You know, this is like the seventh or eighth time in just, I don't know how many verses here in the ninth and the 10th chapter that he was contrasting the Old Testament, the old will that you could only be forgiven of things that were in the past. And then every time you blew it, you had to bring a new sacrifice, a new offering HE'S CONTRASTING. THAT'S THE WAY IT WAS DONE IN THE OLD COVENANT. BUT IN THE NEW COVENANT, THERE'S JUST ONE OFFERING, ONE OFFERING OF JESUS DEALT WITH ALL OF YOUR SINS. YOU OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ETERNAL INHERITANCE. AND NOW HE SAYS THAT YOU ARE SANCTIFIED THROUGH THE OFFERING OF THE BODY OF JESUS CHRIST ONCE FOR ALL, ONCE. AND IT SANCTIFIED YOU. THE WORD sanctify MEANS TO SET APART OR TO MAKE HOLY. YOU ARE SET APART AND HOLY ONCE FOR ALL TIME. MAN, I wish I HAD, AGAIN, SO MUCH. I wish I COULD TALK TO EVERY ONE OF YOU INDIVIDUALLY BECAUSE I KNOW THAT THERE'S QUESTIONS COMING UP. PEOPLE GO LOOK IN A MIRROR AND THEY SAY, THIS IS HOLY. THIS IS AS GOOD AS IT'S GOING TO GET. AND YOU SEE THAT YOU'RE FAT OR THAT YOU'VE GOT GRAY HAIR OR THAT YOU'VE GOT WRINKLES OR ZITS OR UGLY. OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT, AND YOU LOOK IN THE PHYSICAL BODY AND YOU THINK, THIS IS HOLY? OR THEN YOU SEARCH YOUR MIND AND EMOTIONS AND YOU KNOW THAT YOU GOT FEAR AND YOU GOT DEPRESSION AND ANGER AND and ALL KINDS OF THINGS, AND YOU THINK, HOW CAN THIS BE, YOU KNOW, SANCTIFIED, HOLY? IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT YOUR BODY AND IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT YOUR SOUL, BUT WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, IT'S YOUR SPIRIT THAT GETS CHANGED. AND IN THE SPIRIT, YOU ARE A COMPLETELY BRAND NEW PERSON THAT HAS BEEN SANCTIFIED AND PERFECTED FOREVER. AND SINCE GOD IS A SPIRIT, JOHN four twenty four SAYS THAT YOU MUST WORSHIP HIM IN SPIRIT. YOU HAVE TO COME BEFORE GOD IN YOUR SPIRIT. AND THIS IS SAYING THAT THAT SPIRIT PART OF YOU WAS CLEANSED AND SANCTIFIED, MADE HOLY THROUGH THE OFFERING OF JESUS CHRIST ONCE FOR ALL TIME. THE NEXT VERSE, VERSE 11 SAYS, AND EVERY PRIEST STANDETH DAILY, MINISTERING AND OFFERING OFTENTIMES, THE SAME SACRIFICES WHICH CAN NEVER TAKE AWAY SIN. SEE, IT'S MAKING A CONTRAST HERE. IT'S GOING BACK AND FORTH. JESUS SANCTIFIED YOU THROUGH ONE OFFERING ONCE FOR ALL. THE PRIESTS, THEY HAVE TO DO IT OVER AND OVER. THEY OFFER SACRIFICES OVER ALL OF THE TIME. But in verse 12, but this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. The word, the emphasis on being sat down means that he's not offering this sacrifice over and over. Jesus, when he died, he went into heaven and spilt his blood and put his blood on the mercy seat and atoned for the sins of the whole world, but he's not doing it anymore. HE DEALT WITH EVERYBODY'S SINS. WHEN A PERSON COMES AND GETS BORN AGAIN, JESUS DOESN'T DIE FOR THEM RIGHT THEN. HE DIED FOR OUR SINS 2,000 YEARS AGO, AND ALL HE HAS TO DO, or uh, ALL A PERSON HAS TO DO IS APPROPRIATE WHAT JESUS HAS ALREADY DONE. HE'S NOT MAKING A SACRIFICE IN HEAVEN EVERY TIME A PERSON GETS BORN AGAIN. IT WAS DONE 2,000 YEARS AGO. THEY'RE JUST RECEIVING WHAT IS ALREADY DONE. AND ONCE YOU GET BORN AGAIN AND YOU SIN AND NOW YOU CONFESS YOUR SIN AND TURN AWAY FROM IT, JESUS DOESN'T HAVE TO GET UP AND MAKE A NEW OFFERING OR PUT HIS BLOOD ON THE ALTAR AGAIN OR REAPPLY HIS BLOOD TO YOU. HE DID IT ONCE AND HE DID IT AND NOW HE IS SEATED AT THE FATHER'S RIGHT HAND. THE EMPHASIS OF THAT IS HE'S NOT WORKING ANYMORE. IT'S OVER. IT'S DONE. You know, if you look at it this way, most people believe that every time a Christian sins, you've got to confess that sin, repent of it, and get it under the blood. Jesus has to reapply his blood to you. Just look at it this way. There are millions and millions of Christians all over this world. And most of those Christians sin every single day and ask God to forgive them every single day. So, and many of them do it more than one time a day. There are some of you right now that the way you're thinking about me is sin. I'm your brother, amen. Whether you like my theology or not, this may be countering your doctrine, but I can guarantee there's some people sinning against me right now, the way that they're thinking. If God had to get every one of those sins, and let's just say that there's... I DON'T KNOW, A HUNDRED MILLION CHRISTIANS. I BELIEVE THERE'S PROBABLY MORE THAN THAT. BUT IF THERE'S A HUNDRED MILLION CHRISTIANS AND A HUNDRED MILLION TIMES A DAY PEOPLE CONFESS THEIR SINS AND JESUS HAD TO REAPPLY HIS BLOOD ONE HUNDRED MILLION TIMES EVERY DAY, THERE WOULD BE NO SUCH THING AS SITTING AT THE FATHER'S RIGHT HAND. THIS IS SIGNIFICANT WHAT IT'S SAYING. IT'S SAYING THAT AFTER HE DID THIS, HE SAT DOWN AT THE FATHER'S RIGHT HAND. IN VERSE 13, FROM HENCEFORTH, EXPECTING TILL HIS ENEMIES BE MADE HIS FOOTSTOOL, FOR BY ONE OFFERING HE HATH PERFECTED FOREVER THEM THAT ARE SANCTIFIED. YOU KNOW, THIS IS ABOUT THE EIGHTH TIME IN THE NINTH AND THE TENTH CHAPTER THAT THE SCRIPTURE WAS EMPHASIZING THAT JESUS ONE TIME ENTERED INTO THE HOLY PLACE, HAVING OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ONE TIME GOT US ETERNAL INHERITANCE, AS IT'S APPOINTED UNTO men, ONCE TO DIE, BUT AFTER THIS THE JUDGMENT. SO, LIKEWISE, CHRIST ONCE DIED FOR OUR SINS. AND THEN IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 10, VERSE 10, THAT WE HAVE BEEN SANCTIFIED THROUGH THE OFFERING OF THE BODY OF JESUS CHRIST ONCE FOR ALL. AND THEN VERSE 14 SAYS, FOR BY ONE OFFERING HE HATH PERFECTED FOREVER THEM THAT ARE SANCTIFIED. VERSE 10 SAYS, YOU WERE SANCTIFIED ONCE AND FOR ALL. AND VERSE 14 SAYS, IF YOU'VE BEEN SANCTIFIED, YOU HAVE BEEN PERFECTED FOREVER. And again, people just have a disconnect. It's like an overload. How can this be? Because they go look in the mirror and they see that their body's not perfect. They know that the body has to be changed. 1 Corinthians 15, this mortal must put on immortality, this corruptible must put on incorruption. 1 Corinthians 13 says that this body is going to be changed. We only know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then all of this will be changed. SO ALL OF THESE SCRIPTURES SAY THAT OUR PHYSICAL BODY HAS YET TO BE CHANGED. AND OUR EMOTIONAL, MENTAL, PERSONALITY PART, WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS THE SOUL, IT'S NOT PERFECT YET. YOU HAVE WRONG IDEAS, FEARS, PHOBIAS, ANGER, GOSSIP, ON AND ON, ALL OF THESE THINGS. YOUR your SOUL'S NOT PERFECT YET, BUT YOUR SPIRIT IS PERFECT. WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, THIS IS THE PART OF YOU THAT GETS CHANGED. SECOND CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 5 VERSE 17 SAYS, if, THEREFORE, IF ANY MAN BE IN CHRIST, HE IS A NEW CREATURE. OLD THINGS ARE PASSED AWAY, BEHOLD, ALL THINGS ARE BECOME NEW. THAT IS NOT TALKING ABOUT YOUR BODY. IF YOU WERE A MAN BEFORE YOU GOT SAVED, YOU'LL STILL BE A MAN AFTER YOU GET SAVED. IF YOU WERE A WOMAN, YOU'LL STILL BE A WOMAN. IF YOU WERE FAT, YOU'LL STILL BE FAT UNLESS YOU GO ON A DIET. IF YOU WERE TALL, YOU'LL STILL BE TALL. YOUR BODY DOESN'T GET CHANGED. THAT'S NOT THE PART OF YOU THAT OLD THINGS HAVE PASSED AWAY, ALL THINGS HAVE BECOME NEW. AND IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT YOUR SOUL. YOU HAVE YOUR THOUGHTS, NOT MY THOUGHTS. YOU-IF YOU-YOU KNOW, WE HAVE PEOPLE THAT SEE THIS PROGRAM ALL OVER THE WORLD. AND THERE ARE PEOPLE IN UGANDA AND KENYA, I WAS JUST THERE, AND YOU HAVE YOUR MEMORIES, YOU HAVE YOUR SOCIETY. YOU-THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT HAVE OTHER LANGUAGES. YOU KNOW, I SPEAK ACROSS 11 TIME ZONES IN RUSSIA, THIS PROGRAM IS TRANSLATED INTO THAT LANGUAGE, AND I'M SPEAKING IN RUSSIAN. THE PEOPLE THAT ARE HEARING ME RIGHT NOW, THEY'RE HEARING ME IN RUSSIAN. YOUR MIND THINKS IN RUSSIAN, NOT IN ENGLISH, UNLESS YOU'VE BEEN TAUGHT THAT, OR YOU COULD RETRAIN YOURSELF. BUT WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, YOUR SOUL DOESN'T JUST INSTANTLY CHANGE AND OLD THINGS BECOME NEW. BUT THERE'S A THIRD PART OF YOU, THAT'S YOUR SPIRIT, AND THE SPIRIT IS THE PART OF YOU THAT WAS COMPLETELY CHANGED, WHERE OLD THINGS PASSED AWAY, ALL THINGS BECAME NEW, AND IN YOUR SPIRIT, THAT'S THE PART OF YOU THAT HAS BEEN SANCTIFIED AND PERFECTED FOREVER. AND I CAN PROVE THAT TO YOU RIGHT HERE IN THIS SAME BOOK. AGAIN, I'VE MENTIONED THIS, THIS WILL BE THE THIRD TIME IN THREE DAYS I'VE MENTIONED THIS, THAT THE SAME PERSON WROTE THE BOOK OF HEBREWS AND CHAPTER 12 IS NOT A NEW WRITER AND IT'S NOT A NEW THOUGHT. IT'S THE EXACT SAME THING. WE PUT THE CHAPTER AND VERSE DIVISIONS IN HERE SO THAT WE CAN REFERENCE IT AND THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THAT, BUT THIS ISN'T A NEW THOUGHT. IT'S, it's IN CONTEXT. AND LOOK AT WHAT HE SAYS RIGHT HERE IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 12, VERSE 22, BUT YOU ARE COME UNTO MOUNT ZION AND UNTO THE CITY OF THE LIVING GOD, THE HEAVENLY JERUSALEM, AND TO AN innumerable COMPANY OF ANGELS TO THE GENERAL ASSEMBLY AND CHURCH OF THE FIRSTBORN WHICH ARE WRITTEN IN HEAVEN AND TO GOD, THE JUDGE OF ALL AND TO THE SPIRITS OF JUST men MADE PERFECT. SO REMEMBER HEBREWS CHAPTER 10 VERSES 10 AND 14 SAYS YOU WERE SANCTIFIED THROUGH THE OFFERING OF THE BODY OF JESUS CHRIST ONCE FOR ALL. VERSE 14, IF YOU'VE BEEN SANCTIFIED, YOU'VE ALSO BEEN MADE PERFECT FOREVER, NOT JUST UNTIL THE NEXT TIME YOU SIN, BUT PERFECT FOREVER. AND THIS SAYS THAT IT IS THE SPIRITS OF JUST MEN THAT WERE MADE PERFECT. YOUR BODY'S NOT PERFECT. YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE SOME THINGS HAPPEN. IF NOTHING ELSE, YOU'RE GOING TO GROW OLD. AND UNLESS JESUS COMES BACK IN OUR LIFETIME, YOU WILL GROW OLD AND DIE. IT IS APPOINTED UNTO MAN ONCE TO DIE. YOUR BODY'S NOT PERFECT FOREVER. YOUR SOUL ISN'T PERFECT. YOU MAY BE IN A PLACE RIGHT NOW WHERE EVERYTHING IS GOOD AND YOU ARE WORSHIPPING GOD AND THINGS ARE GOING GOOD, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THERE WILL COME SOME TIME THAT YOU WILL HAVE DISCOURAGEMENT, FEAR, SOME OF THOSE THINGS. THAT'S NOT PERFECT. YOUR SOUL ISN'T PERFECT, BUT YOUR SPIRIT IS AS PERFECT RIGHT NOW AS IT WILL EVER BE IN ETERNITY. WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN, OLD THINGS PASSED AWAY, ALL THINGS BECAME NEW, AND YOUR SPIRIT IS PERFECT perfect. Not perfect in the sense that it's complete. No, it is perfect. It's as holy and pure as Jesus. First John chapter four, verse 17 says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, speaking about Jesus, as he is right this moment, so are we in this world. IT DIDN'T SAY, SO ARE WE GOING TO BE IN THE NEXT WORLD. THAT'S TALKING ABOUT YOUR BODY AND SOUL. YOUR BODY AND SOUL WILL BE CHANGED. BUT IN YOUR SPIRIT, WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, YOUR SPIRIT IS AS PERFECT, AS PURE, AS HOLY, AS RIGHTEOUS, AS ANOINTED, EVERYTHING AS JESUS IS. YOU ARE IDENTICAL. AS HE IS, SO ARE YOU IN YOUR SPIRIT. 1 CORINTHIANS, CHAPTER 6, VERSE 17 SAYS, HE THAT IS JOINED UNTO THE LORD IS ONE SPIRIT. AND THE WORD FOR ONE THERE IS THE GREEK WORD HES, H-E-I-S, AND IT MEANS A SINGULAR ONE TO THE EXCLUSION OF ANOTHER. IT'S NOT JUST SIMILAR THAT HERE'S GOD AND HERE YOU ARE AS A LITTLE BABY SPIRIT. NO, YOU ARE ONE. YOU ARE IDENTICAL. YOU'RE ON THE SAME PLANE. YOUR BORN-AGAIN SPIRIT IS AS RIGHTEOUS, AS HOLY, AND PURE AS JESUS IS. IT'S GOT AS MUCH FAITH AS JESUS HAS. IT'S GOT THIS SAME ANOINTING THAT JESUS HAS. YOUR SPIRIT IS AS PERFECT RIGHT NOW AS IT WILL EVER BE IN ALL ETERNITY. AND WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN IS WHEN THIS TOOK PLACE. IT SAYS IN EPHESIANS chapter 4, VERSE 24, IT SAYS, PUT ON THE NEW MAN, WHICH AFTER GOD IS CREATED IN RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND TRUE HOLINESS. YOU AREN'T GROWING INTO RIGHTEOUSNESS AND HOLINESS. NOW, YOU MAY BE DOING THAT IN YOUR BODY AND IN YOUR ACTIONS AND IN YOUR SOUL, BUT YOUR SPIRIT WAS CREATED RIGHTEOUS AND TRULY HOLY AT THE MOMENT YOU GOT BORN AGAIN. AND THEN, EPHESIANS, CHAPTER 1 and VERSE 13, IT SAYS, IN WHOM YE ALSO TRUSTED AFTER THAT YE HEARD THE WORD OF TRUTH, THE GOSPEL OF YOUR SALVATION, IN WHOM ALSO, AFTER THAT YOU BELIEVED, YOU WERE SEALED WITH THAT HOLY SPIRIT OF PROMISE. So everything I've been saying about your born-again spirit, it has been sanctified and perfected forever. It's as pure and holy as Jesus, as Jesus is. So are you in this world. He that's joined unto the Lord is one spirit. All of those things are true. You got born again, created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 4.24 and then Ephesians 1.13 says, The moment you were born again, you were sealed, vacuum-packed. THE HOLY SPIRIT ENCASED THIS BORN-AGAIN SPIRIT SO THAT IF A CHRISTIAN SINS, THAT SIN WILL PENETRATE INTO YOUR PHYSICAL BODY. IT WILL GO INTO YOUR SOUL. IT CAN CAUSE SICKNESS, POVERTY, DEPRESSION, WORRY, FEAR, DOUBT, ANGER, BITTERNESS, ON AND ON, ALL OF THESE THINGS IN YOUR PHYSICAL BODY AND IN YOUR soulish realm, BUT THAT SIN DOESN'T PENETRATE THE SEAL AROUND YOUR SPIRIT. YOUR SPIRIT WAS CREATED RIGHTEOUS, AND TRULY HOLY AND IT'S NOW SEALED AND IT NEVER CHANGES. YOUR SPIRIT IS AS HOLY AND PURE EVEN AFTER YOU SINNED AS IT WAS BEFORE YOU SINNED. NOW, AM I SAYING THAT YOU DON'T NEED TO REPENT? I'M GOING TO DEAL WITH THIS TOMORROW. I CAN'T TELL YOU EVERYTHING I KNOW IN ONE PROGRAM. I'M GOING TO DEAL WITH 1 JOHN chapter 1 VERSE 9 TOMORROW AND I'M GOING TO SHARE WITH YOU SOME THINGS ABOUT THAT. BUT I'M SAYING THAT WHEN YOU SIN That sin gives Satan access to your body and to your soul, and you will suffer because of it. It will hinder you. You shouldn't do it. If you're sinning, quit it. And if you are sinning, repent of it and turn away from it and turn back towards the Lord. But if you were truly born again, that sin didn't penetrate the seal that was around your spirit. Your spirit is still as righteous and holy and pure as it was before you sinned. And since God is a spirit, John four twenty four, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you will come before God in spirit, then you can worship God even when you failed, even when you aren't the person that you're supposed to be. You can stand before God on the basis of who Jesus is and what Jesus did for you and not what you do for Jesus. Man, that is good news. I know that this is setting some of you free. I know that there's others that have questions. There's some that religious tradition is just, you are incensed right now. But I have used hundreds of scriptures. I probably use 30 or 40 scriptures today. And if you really have any commitment to the Word at all, you ought to consider these things. Sad to say, most people don't let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. But I believe you should. I encourage you to get this teaching. This book, The War Is Over, will go into a lot more detail. I also have it in Spanish. I have an English and a Spanish study guide. And then we have CDs and also DVDs that were taken from our television program. And I promise you this would help you. If I've stirred something on the inside of you, I, I encourage you to please follow through and get this. This is so contrary to what we've been taught that you need to study it. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU THIS INFORMATION AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. OKAY, THIS IS OUR NEW CONSTRUCTION UPDATE. WE ARE NOW TOTALLY OCCUPYING THE BARN AND THE AUDITORIUM. NOW WE ARE STANDING ON OUR PARKING GARAGE. THIS IS A FIVE STORY STRUCTURE. WE'RE ON THE TOP FLOOR. THE TOP FLOOR IS NOT COVERED, BUT WE'VE GOT FOUR STORIES of covered parking and then on top of all of the panels they are pouring concrete like this. This is the finished floor here that we will have for the parking garage. We have four stairwells, one on each corner of this building. We still have concrete to pour. Like on this right here, this ramp, you can see that it's just got the steel mesh that's in there that will be inside of the concrete. So we still have some of this to do on each level. Down below, we've got sections of this parking garage that have plastic up to retain the heat, and we have these big heaters going to heat the thing. And it's a lot warmer down there than it is here. And uh, that allows us to keep pouring concrete. We are backfilling around the uh, parking garage now, and over here on the west side, we will have an entrance on the third level. On the north side, we'll have an entrance on the second level, and on the west side, we'll have an entrance on the first level. So we'll have three different entry levels. Things are coming along. We're just about two months away from being, using this parking garage, and I'm believing God that it will be paid off quickly. So thank you for your partnership. THANK YOU FOR EVERYTHING YOU'RE DOING, AND WE'LL GIVE YOU ANOTHER UPDATE IN ABOUT A MONTH. I'D REALLY LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS MATERIAL. THIS BOOK ON THE WAR IS OVER IS AVAILABLE IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH, AND THEN I HAVE A STUDY GUIDE THAT IS ALSO IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. THIS IS PRIMARILY FOR DISCIPLESHIP. IT'S A TREMENDOUS TOOL that has a CD-ROM inside where you can print out the questions and disciple others, and then I have CDs and DVDs. I tell you, this teaching would change your life. Listen to our announcer and respond today. Andrew's teaching titled, The War Is
0: Over, is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over Package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net.
1: I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. I can guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park. Our lives were turned right side up when we came to an Andrew Womack event back in 2006. Our daughter Hannah was just given two weeks to live but at that conference she was prayed for and praise God she was miraculously healed and she's 100% well to this day.
0: Since Hannah was healed we found that there have been many people that have
1: been healed at Andrew's events. It's not a question of will he heal you, he's already healed you. I mean, Andrew just gives it to you like it is. And every time I leave one of these conferences, I am changed for the better. Every single time there is a revelation that he shares with us that God has given him that I make sure I make it my own.
0: When you attend a Gospel Truth Conference, you're going to be inspired by powerful praise and worship with Charlie and Jill LeBlanc and Andrew teaching the life-changing Word of God. There are prayer ministers there as well, Join Andrew and special guests at a Gospel Truth Conference near you. Go to awmi.net slash conferences for more information.